Welcome to the BeastNet Podcast, proudly presented by the Beast Obstacle Course Racers and sponsored by GH Unders Performance Base Layers. Here we discuss all things athleticism to obstacle course racing, endurance to nutrition, our team, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. All right, this is Mike here uh, for BeastNet, and I'm here with Brian Kays, and we're going to talk about uh, you know the things that he's got coming up with Beast and why he loves OCR and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, how you doing, Brian? I'm doing good, Mike. Right on. Um, so, like I said, you've got the five k the five k plus coming up, right? I do. Um, I know all the details haven't been released about it yet, have they? No, not not many details at all. Well, what what few details can you give us? Um. Well, it's going to be an event like no other. It's good. Um, it's a mixture. <laughs> it's, it's a mixture of a 5K, a hurricane heat, and everything along those lines. You're going to run, you're going to walk, you're going to crawl, you're going to carry, and you're going to get a one-of-a-kind Bisto CR medal when you complete it. That sounds awesome. Now, is this something that you have to be there to, to do, or is it something that can be done remotely right now you have to be there but we are working on an online version all right that's awesome um when do you when are you expecting this to be out and everything to kind of happen uh one of our dates is uh mother's day weekend but we're still trying to lock down a venue that we can hold it at so i don't i don't want to be for sure on that date until we lock down the venue I can understand that a venue's a venue's kind of important for something like that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's the venue has to come first. Yeah, hard to do if you don't have a place to do it. That's awesome. I mean, it that sounds it sounds like it's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's it, it's going to be something that anybody can do, but it's still going to be challenging. Yeah. So, what made you you think about doing this? What made you decide to to work on something like this? Basically. You know, we all love the same sport. We all love OCR. Yeah. And we get there, and we're on the course, and some people run together, and some people run alone. And what's different about this event is we're all going to be within 100 yards of each other. So it doesn't matter if you're fast or slow or you start on the first heat or the last heat, we're all still going to be on the same field. No, that's awesome. I like that. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, I usually have a group that I'm with most of the time, but there have been races I've done alone, and I mean, it sounds pretty cool to have like everyone that close to each other. Yeah, you're you're no farther than a hundred yards from you know all of our beast family, and it's it's going to be really cool like that. That'll be fun. Maybe that's one I'll have to try and convince the the wife to get into and do. Absolutely, everybody should be invited out there. I hope everybody can make it. I'm going to do what I can to make it. I mean, yeah. So, um, so speaking of OCR and how much we love it, what, what got Brian into OCR? What, what made you get into this crazy sport? Uh, well, I was at work and I had a friend invite me to Survivor Mud Run in 2011. Wow. I was, I was very much overweight and out of shape, but I said, what the hell? I gave it a shot and I had a blast. And it made me want to make changes to myself. And obviously you have, because you're not overweight and out of shape now. That is correct. I have 
I've changed uh, a lot of it about about my lifestyle, the way I train, just pretty much top to bottom. I'm I'm a whole new person because of OCR. And that's awesome. And I mean, I, I see it, you know, I've seen you out there with your wife, Felicia. I love Felicia um, and your son. And I mean, it's just, it, it's really cool to see that, you know, for you, it became a family affair. I mean, you know, you, you guys are all yeah. out there, you know, your kids out there kicking our butt every time, you know, takes us yeah. forever. And he's been done going, come on, guys, where you been? But <laughs> it, it's awesome to see that. Yeah, I love it. I, w- I wouldn't change anything. That, yeah, that's awesome. I know he's done a couple, a couple that we've all done, and yeah, he's been waiting for us. I know I got the the pleasure of finally running one with you. I did uh, rugged with you last year, um, which was a blast. That is correct. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, that was it. And that unfortunately, and unfortunately, they won't be here this year. Yeah, I I ended up switching my registration to Portland. I don't know if you did that. I hadn't registered yet for that because I'm already doing a uh, terrain race that weekend. I hadn't decided if I was doing rugged yet, so. I got to look and see what weekend rugged is in Portland and see if that's something that I'll, I'll be able to get to. So uh, I'm hoping, but I don't know how much traveling I'm going to be able to do this year with already going to Montana and Vegas and Hawaii again. So, yeah. It's amazing how many races, OCR related races are already here. It is. I mean, it's very, very amazing to think about how many I did this year. I mean, just, I mean, Spartan, I did 10 Spartans. I did, you know, rugged warrior. Uh, I know I'm forgetting some in there somewhere. Uh, Dirty Dash. There was a bunch that I did. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're all great. I mean, they're all different in their own way, but they're all fun in their own way. So, you know. Yeah, and and I I love having fun, and I love racing for time. I love everything about it. Yeah, and I know this this year is supposed to be my year of no excuses. I, I'm finally gonna hopefully no injuries or anything like that that I can use for an, as an excuse to to not get into the shape that I should be in. So, I mean, I haven't had a cigarette since July. I'm doing amazing on that. So just working to try and get better. So, yeah. So what, what big plans do you have this year? My big plans are promoting the team, promoting Beast OCR. That's awesome. I mean, um, I know you've got the 5K plus. Is there anything else you got on the, the horizon to help promote us? The, uh, the team's working on... A couple of other events, but I just, I don't really have anything specific, just if I could be there for the team, if I could get out there and work out with individuals, go on a run, go on a hike, visit their gym, see what they're doing, see what they're eating. I just want to support the team. That's awesome. I mean, it's, having you around has been amazing. I mean, like I said, on the the rugged, me and you got to run together and I, I think that was one of my best times in a long time because it was actually, I was with somebody who pushed me and I mean, it wasn't, you didn't have to try very hard to push me, but you were, you were pushing me, you were keeping me going, you know, you just kind of, you figured out my pace and just made sure I kept it. And that was really cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I had a really fun time with you and I hope our times can line up again and we can have another run together this year. I'm hoping because it was a blast. I mean, and like I said, hopefully by the time, I mean, my first race this year is, uh, Vegas in March, and I'm hoping to drop uh, uh, quite a bit of weight before then. I mean, as much as I can, I need to. This year was not a good year for me. I ended up gaining a lot more weight than I should have, and that was my own fault. So, just poor, you know, poor nutrition. My, you know, yeah. I, I kept thinking that I was doing okay and not keeping track of what I was drinking. And when you're drinking two or three mochas a day, 
that's pretty much more calories than anything else I was doing. And I just wasn't paying attention yeah, to it. Those coffee drinks really add up with the calories. Yeah, and I mean, I was but, drinking, uh, you know, the nice, really good sweet ones with, you know, white chocolate and everything in them. So they're like almost a thousand calories a piece. And I was having two or three a day. So those have been cut out of my diet. <laughs> Probably a smart cut, but we all have our ups and downs, and we all just gotta lean on each other and support each other, and we can all be better people. Oh yeah, so and I mean that's what I love about the beast is the beast is one of those things that you're never alone. If you need help on something, it's never more than a phone call away or even a message away. You just say, hey, you know, you can mess just about anybody in this group and say, hey. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to do this stuff, but I'm having issues. Can you help me? And people will send you over a plan on how to do it better. Or they'll message you every day and say, hey, have you done your workout yet? How many calories have you had? How much have you ran? And I mean, they'll help you. And I mean, that's what's amazing about this group is you don't see that in other places. Yeah. So. This, this is a really awesome team. And it's, it's gotten so much better in the years. I don't remember when you joined. I actually don't remember when I joined. Um, you were just kind of there one day. <laughs> I was just kind of there one day, it's, but it's gotten so much better and it's gotten so much closer. And that, that's that's the role I want to take. I just want to keep on making it better. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be good. I mean, it's one of those things I really worried for a while with how big it's gotten and how big the team was getting that it was going to. I don't know how to like watered down. Watered down exactly. That's what I was going to say. I was worried it was going to get watered down. And I mean, it just seems like it's been really good that we've had people like you and Kim and a few other people with like the, the, you know, beast, what are they called? The, the new groups that they've come up with the ambassadors and stuff like that. The ambassador and the pro team. And I mean, with all of that, I think it's going to help get rid of that watered down. I mean, to keep us from getting watered down that we still have that core group that's strong and keeps it going. Yeah, I think so too. And I, Lots of people are, you know, starting to step up and step out of their shells. I was really happy to see some of the names like the Ambassador team, you know, just want to open up and, and just help. Just help this awesome team that we have. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of one of those things. And I mean, everyone's kind of stepped up. I was really actually happy when Adam came to me and asked me to do the podcast. And I was kind of, well, shocked in little ways, but... Then kind of thought about it. I'm probably one of the few people that has experience on, on the team, but <laughs> but I love it. It's a blast. It's something that I. It's something he realized, noticed what my strength would be, and said, "Hey, can you use this and help the team?" And that's what's been nice. There's a lot of people that like we found people that have strengths and put them in certain positions to help with the you know to use their strengths to help. Yeah, and uh, Adam's been doing real good at that. Yeah, he's a. Uh... He's placing good people in good positions, and it's just one of those things that, you know, it's not one person dictating it. You know, it's like one of those, uh, it takes a village things. And it does, and that's one thing I've been really happy about is, you know, I was, I didn't know Adam too well when he first took over, and it was kind of one of those things that I was a little worried not knowing him, that it might be one of those things like, well, I'm in the lead now, and blah, 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 and it hasn't really been that way. He's, you know tried to keep it to where he gets other people to, you know, take control of things and that way he can, everyone's kind of involved. Yeah, he, he's been doing real good at that. Yes, he has. All right. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say or anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that wraps it up. I think, I hope people are getting excited for the 5K plus. Um, we're, 
we're going to nail down a date soon, location. we got the, the metals designed. I have all the gear. It's all ready. We just need a place. So it's getting closer. And oh. I hope people are getting excited for it. Right on. I know I am. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll wrap with that. And yeah, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Mike. All right. Thanks, Brian. And now we'll have a quick commercial and then we'll move on to our next guest. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. All right, this is Mike. We're back from break, and I've got Brian May on the phone. Or yeah, how's it going? How's it going? Um, yeah, I was. We're going to be talking about all the kind of stuff that you do with beasts, and you know what you do personally, and everything else, and just have a little bit of fun here. All right, sounds like a plan to me. Right on. So now uh, you talk about a little bit. You've got the uh, the virtual challenge that you've been working on for the beast. I've looked into a little bit on that. But can you explain to the listeners, you know, what that really is so they know and we can kind of get these ideas out to the, the people and really get them signed up and excited about them? Yeah, sure. Um, the first one I have that went live, uh, I believe, this past week is uh, more of a, a virtual charity challenge, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like the idea of giving back to the community and uh, just helping other local events grow. And I thought this would be a real, a real fun uh, air quotes challenge to do to kind of bring bring it all together to where um, there's a couple different um, beast approve, approved um, charities and then uh, I left it open to where people can decide you know what they're passionate about and what they like to do for charity to include some of that into the, the listing as well so it's not just you can pick a, B, and C, and that's it. I, I kind of wanted it to where, you know, it, it, it has more of an open feel to it, make it more inclusive. Yeah. Um, and, and what kind of events... Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I was, go ahead. I was just saying, what kind of events qualify? I mean, would work for that, you know? Can I... Like, me and my wife, we do, you know, every... Every month we do a 5K, whether it be a true 5K or we do one of the virtual 5Ks that you can get online and are supposed to benefit, you know, a charity of some sort. Do those count or does it have to be, you know? Uh, I would say if it definitely if it goes to charity, it will, it'll, it'll count. Um, but like if you, like you said, you did, you do one of those a month, uh, that's 12 a year. That would really only count as one of the, the six different charitable events, um, for this uh, patch, only mm-hmm. because, it, it, like I said, if you're doing that uh, one a month, I mean, that, that makes it kind of easy to do, and I didn't want to make this challenge be incredibly easy, nor did I want it to make it incredibly tough. Yeah. So uh, that's why it's, again, open to whether you can do, like, whatever you're passionate about, that goes to charity, that'll, that counts. Um, I know I've I've been doing I've been working with uh, Special Olympics and doing the Polar Plunge, uh, I believe since 2010, and I've had a blast doing that. Um, a couple years I was uh, a super plunger, which entails raising three thousand dollars for Special Olympics, and then you get to be the crazy kind of stupid to where you do a polar plunge 
for once an hour for 24 straight hours, you're doing 24 plunges in a 24-hour period um, in the in the air quotes heat of winter in uh, in the middle of February in a mountain runoff stream. So that doesn't <laughs> sound fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it takes a special kind of crazy to do that. And um, like I said, I did that for three years. And uh, after having my son, it, 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 that kind of took a, uh, a, a back seat where I, I only did uh, two plunges then not that year. But um, it's just something I, I really enjoy. And I know they have events in, uh, I think, six events in Washington, uh, uh, five in Oregon, and I was only able to find one in Idaho. But I'm just super excited. There's a polar plunge in all, through all three of our main states that we cover. And I'm sure other states have polar plunges as well. Um, oh, I'm sure. Another thing you could do is, is uh, volunteer at a non-national brand race. So I know a lot of us volunteer at and Tough Mudders to help get us through our season. And yeah. again, that's kind of easy because we're already kind of doing that. Um, so I wanted to have it to be more of a, a local race to where you help out like maybe uh, like a Terrapin event or uh, like a Beat the Blurch or any other uh, local race that's local to the user or, yeah. or the different racer uh, just to help keep those the numbers up at those races and keep those races alive so there's more races for us to do. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, that's a good, good idea. I mean, that's what I, I kind of like. Like I said, I read over it a little bit, um, but I did notice that there was multiple things that you could do and almost it seemed like multiple things you had to do. It couldn't just be like one thing, like you said, where me and my wife, we do a 5K every month. So really, you know, some of those or, you know, say half of them or, you know, for a charity you know, I would already have it beat just by doing that. But because I have to have other things involved, then it it's like most things with beats. You kind of have to step out of your comfort zone and do something you're not used to, which is good. Yeah. 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 And uh, like I know a lot of us like doing the different Billruck events. And since they've uh, started to include uh, service action into their events, which is also really cool because now you're actually uh, doing charitable work around the city, whether it's taking a trash or... Um, donating backpacks to, uh, uh, where, where are we donating our backpacks to? It was, uh, I'm not sure. I haven't done a wreck yet. It was, uh, I think it was a, uh, an organization that helped, um, like abused kids to get new backpacks for school and everything. I can't remember oh, the cool. exact, um, organization, but it was something that was really cool. And it, it was fairly easy to do. I mean, you just brought a backpack to a go ruck, but, uh, I know that every go ruck is different. Every service action is going to be different. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's also another good way to give back. Um, and yeah, you can also donate food to a food bank, uh, donate to a homeless shelter. Um, I know uh, Charity Challenges, which is a, a fun website that uh, we're close with. They do, I think, four events a year, well, five events a year now that are kind of on a rotation and multiple perpetual events. So taking a part in one of their like push-up challenges or pull-up challenges, that'll work too. And then uh, I know we also do a lot of trail runs, so uh, taking part in a trail repair event, which we have lists for different uh, locations in Washington, Idaho, and Oregon um, to help spruce up those trails, um, also helps to make it where we have these different trail races to do throughout the years too. So it's, it's, it's kind of a win-win for us because we're helping 
our local area and also helping us to have events to keep racing in or taking part in or helping to uh, bring about better endurance for us in, in those events. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, that's really nice that, you know, that's what I like about it. It's giving back. It seemed like the whole thing was about giving back and finding better ways to do it and how to do it. And, um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Is there a Facebook group or anything on that? Or is it just on the, the normal Beast Facebook group? Uh, right now, it's just on the, the normal uh, Beast Facebook group. I want to create a website to where people can uh, upload the picture that they took while doing the, the, the charitable action, mm-hmm. um, which, is re- which is required. Um, because there's gonna, I'm gonna, I have a really cool idea to do something at the end of the year with all the different pictures involved. Um, so, and the only way I can get that done is really to have the, the picture requirement being there. Yeah. Uh, but I want to create a web, I create a website where uh, the different beasts can upload their picture, what event they took place in, and it would keep track of uh, all the different events that people have have taken have uh, participated in. So I can keep track of who completed the challenge who's getting really close so I can maybe give them a little nudge near the end of the year saying, you're so close, just do one more event or, yeah. or something to, uh, to, to uh, earn their uh, Golden Beast badge. That's cool. Well, I think that would, be, that would be good too because it would also help for next year because that could give everyone yeah. a list of, hey, this is what everyone did last year, you know, so it could give everyone kind of a, you know, resources on how to, how to do it better next year, how, how to maybe plan better and have more resources. Cause I'm sure you found a lot of resources, but you know, it's like the, you know, the, the wisdom of the crowd, you get a bunch of people and all of a sudden you get a whole bunch more resources. You didn't know existed. Cause you got, you know, 30 people looking rather than one. So exactly. That's why I, that's another reason why I kind of left it open to have a couple of different events to where, um, people did something they were passionate about. So once I compile that list, I can make it bigger for next year and then keep expanding. So it just gets bigger and bigger. That's awesome. Throughout the years. That's awesome. I have to look more into that and sign up because I need to, I think I want to get that. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I hope to be mailing out a bunch of these patches at the end of the year. That'll be awesome. Yeah, this is, like I've said in a few other podcasts, this is my year of change. I've kind of let injuries get the best of me over the last three or four years and I quit smoking this year and I've, I'm probably right now almost the heaviest I've ever been and I need to fix that. So, Yeah. Yeah, congratulations on your marathon, too. Yeah, that was a nightmare, but I did it. <laughs> like I said, yeah, I'm probably I, the biggest I've ever been, and I did the night, I did the, the marathon when I was almost the biggest I've ever been. So it's kind of like that was really, really bad planning, but it came down to willpower to fix it, to, to finish it. Yeah, it also gives you a huge reason because now you're like, well, no excuses. I did, a, I did a full marathon when I was, you know, air quotes, at my worst. So I, you, you know, at that point you're like, you think uh, if I did it then, I can do anything now. Yeah, I did a full marathon at 260 pounds. So yeah, <laughs> that's the heaviest I've ever been was right before I started doing Spartans. Uh, you know, in a couple, actually, probably a few years before that, I was 275 at one point, and I dropped down to about 190. And then because of injuries, I've gained a, a lot of that back over the last six or seven years. And this is my year to, you know not let the injuries get in my way and just keep going. So no, you can do it. Oh yeah. So you've got a whole beast pack behind you. Yep. And I think the, the charity challenge is another thing that could help me, help me get there to give me a goal to look at, to finish these charity, charity events and all that. So that'll be good. Yeah, Definitely sure. be good. 
So what else do you have going on with the beast? I know you you've said you've got a few other things there that you you're thinking of doing and got in mind going. Yeah, in in line with the beast for a cause, um, I have another one where it's uh, taking part in uh, a couple of different local events, mm-hmm. um, and, and not just hey Spartans coming to town. It's local to me. Uh, no, that they're more of a national chain. So um, again, going more local. Um, Taking a race that only happens in your town, or the, the the events only happen in your state. So something like uh, I mentioned Terrapin events earlier, or X Dog events, um, they're only in. Pretty much those two, I believe, are only in Oregon. I, I'm pretty sure there's a few others that are only in Washington or only in. Um, yeah, Idaho. I think. I think Dirty Dash. Really- I think Dirty Dash is one that's only in like three different places, and it's Washington. Like it's in kind of by Seattle. It's in Elma and then it's in Tri Cities in Spokane, I think. But and that's a really fun one. So Yeah, so it, I wanna get more beasts out to those local events. So I have another challenge that I'm working on to where you do a number of those different races, you'll earn a patch for that. And it'll be the kind of the same as the Beast for a Cause where there really isn't going to be an entry fee. It's just if you want to take part in that challenge, well congratulations. You're you're already you've already taken the first step. Yeah, and that's actually one thing I was going to say too. The Beast for Challenge is free, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. completely free. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't want there to be any obstacle for anyone to get into that type of event because I, it, it is a giving back event. So I, like, I'll just if you want to take part in it, great, you already are. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was one thing I, I thought I remember seeing on that that it was a free thing. So, which is cool. I mean, it's. It gets people more reason to, you know, you can't be like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. It's 10 bucks. Well, no, it's free. So you have no excuse now. All you have to do is go do the events, take a picture and send it in, which most of you are all, all about taking pictures at events. So you're, you're all set. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, like I said, that was one thing I really wanted to, I wanted to keep the obstacles, uh, as, as the least amount of obstacles as possible to get, to get started. To get your yeah. golden beast Yeah. I'm uh, tripping over my own mouth. I oh, okay. <laughs> I knew where you were going with it. So, no, I mean that's yeah, awesome. The, the local events one. Um, yeah, I just want more people out to these local events uh, for a couple different reasons. Some of them are kind of selfish because I want them to stay around to actually take part in them. Yeah. Um, and the way one way to keep that, uh, one way to make that happen is to take part in these events. Make sure that they stay uh, profitable, so they want to come back and keep growing the, the sport, whether it's uh, running a 5K, 10K, 15K, ultra marathon. I know we got a couple crazies that are doing 50 milers and, and above. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so keeping those events around will just benefits our community and us because that gives us events to do. And then uh, I'm totally with the idea of doing a, like a virtual 5K, having a leaderboard, um, and if there's uh, demand, uh, higher distances as well. Um, and as with most virtual races, there'll be medals involved with those. Um, but I, I kind of want to keep those, keep that as a theme. So I'm just trying to come up with a uh, a fun theme. Yeah. Uh, for those for those virtual races. Yeah, and I mean the the, the yeah, virtual uh, races they become a big thing lately. I mean a lot of people are into those. I know we do. Like I said, me and my wife, we probably do four or five a year at least. Um, we live across the street from a park. So it's so easy for us. We've already pretty much figured out the the distance from our porch 
out through the park and back and to hit 5K. I think, you know, pretty much the, the route we've come up to come up with is like 3.3 miles, you know. Nice. So it's like the perfect little distance for us to be able. And that way, you know, we we have everyone has busy lives in the virtual 5K. We can pick when we want to do it. We don't have to be somewhere specifically at a specific time. We can just, like I said, we say, wake up one morning and say, hey, we got that virtual 5K. Let's go do it. And we walk out the door and take our 15 year old with us and we go walk around the park, you know it's it's cool and that's what i like about the 5ks you know the virtuals you know i do like the 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 real ones are not i guess they're not real ones but you know what i mean the the ones where you go somewhere i mean we've got you know we still try and do one at least a, a few of those but um we're getting more into the virtual you know it just yeah, keeps it like going it, it, like you said it's really nice to pick you pick your own date and time when you want to do it i mean if you want to get crazy go nuts and do your virtual 5k at 2 a.m so be it. Yep. If you want to do it at, at two in the afternoon, you can do it then as well. And then, uh, I, I mean, the only thing you can't really do with those is uh, like give awards to the top ten or whatever because yeah. everyone, no one's going to be running the same course. Um, you could have someone that's really challenging themselves and doing a trail run all uphill. You know, that's awesome. But then you, on the flip side, you can find someone who's doing some pavement run going all downhill. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, uh, but you know, you know, Finishing first, finishing last. To me, that's not really a, that that big of a deal. It's just getting out there and being active. Exactly. That's been one of the big things for me is, I mean, I have, you know, like I said, at one point I was 275, you know, and that was like 2010. And that's when I first started doing 5Ks. Um, and that was my, my thing is I, I did the first one and then it was like, okay, I told myself I'd do one a, one a month for a year. And my goal was never to be, I, I never envisioned myself as being you know some amazing runner it was just a matter of being better than I was at the last race you know if I had a time of 40 minutes at the last 5k I wanted a time of you know 39 minutes at this one so and that's all it was for me it was just to try and get better so yeah and that's a, a good good uh what I'm looking for goal <laughs> I guess. Uh, good goal, good good measuring stick because you can see yourself getting better over yeah. time. Um, even though the courses may not be exactly the same, the distance should be. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just to see yourself getting better. That I mean, there's really no better feeling than that. No, there's not. No, and that was it when I was doing those. And that's what I'm trying to get back to this year is, I mean, I dropped, I mean, amazingly, I dropped 70, 70 plus pounds in less than a year. And I kept it off and I kept it off for two to three years. And then it was when I blew my knee and that's when everything went bad. Um, and that was, you know, my own fault for not listening to my body, but you know, I blew my knee and then, then everything went bad and I just, you know, I couldn't run for almost a year and couldn't do anything. And next thing you know, I was 240 pounds and cause I couldn't do anything. And that's the one thing I got to look at. And really this year is kind of my, my goal. Like I said, is I want to find different ways to work out. That was my my issue the last couple of years. I shattered my foot two years ago and then, you know, had a, a pec in injury at the beginning of this last year and then hurt my calf. And it was kind of one of those, every time I hurt one, it was my excuse to say, well, I'm hurt. I guess I can't do anything. I'm going to sit on the couch and eat some potato chips. Yeah. That was my mistake. It should have been, okay, my calf's hurt. How can I continue to work out but not use that leg? You know, what can I do cardio wise with my upper body and continue to do something? You know, and when I hurt my pec, I could still run. I could still do that stuff, but it was my own, my own willpower to say, yeah, 
you know, I, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to sit on the couch and eat potato chips. So that's, it, it's my fault. And that's one thing I've got to look at, you know, is now how not to do that. And I mean, it really started, like I said, four or five years ago when I blew my knee, you know, before I even started doing Spartan. Spartan was a comeback from my blown knee, you know, but I've never been, the whole time I've been doing Spartan and a lot of the OCRs, I've never been at my top because like I said, I blew my knee two years before that. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, sometimes getting out of your own head is, is a very difficult thing to do. Yep. Um, I mean, even just, even listening to your body, that's hard to do. Um, I, I can speak from experience for that. Uh, I, when I first started running, I really didn't have any type of running plan. It was, I'm going to run three miles today. Okay, I started doing that every other day. That's great. Let's see if I can do five every other day. And yeah. I kept kept making it higher and higher not that i'm some super crazy run or anything it was like i think i was at maybe six miles three times a week and uh i gave myself uh achilles tendonitis and uh it, i couldn't run every time i try to take a step with my left foot it, i just get the shooting pain at my leg so I'm like all right i guess i can't do that but of yeah. course i had uh i started doing ocrs in 2010 and this was uh 20 2012, 2013, when this happened, and of course I'd already signed up for a bunch of races. Um, by a bunch, I mean like three. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I still hadn't found. Well, I think I, I think I found Spartan right before this, or right, yeah, right before this happened. So I did my first Spartan race, which <laughs> that story in itself. Um, <laughs> it is for all of us. Yeah, and uh, got Achilles tendonitis, and I took three months off, and like, well, I already signed up for this race. I don't really want to skip it again, not listening to my body or my brain, apparently, uh, put a brace on my leg or on my, on my cap, on my, uh, heel and then did the race. Well, that was a huge mistake because my, uh, mild case of Achilles tendonitis moved up to an intermediate case of Achilles tendonitis to where I, I took my, like, uh, maybe a nine month break of not having to run turned yeah. into, uh, I think it was a 14 month or 17 month where I was down. Uh, so that was awesome, but uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I've kind of learned to listen to my body a bit more, um, but it's still it, it's super hard to do, especially when you, you don't really. I mean, I don't have any type of medical background at all, so it's like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit of pain. Oh, that's fine. It's just it's it's the good pain, right? I'll just go exactly. through that. It's the good pain, and no, it definitely was not the good pain. It was the you should stop what you're doing pain. Yeah, yeah I get that. It's hard to do. It is. I mean, and that was my thing is like when I blew my knee and a lot of people don't know that one is I did when I lost all the weight. I mean, I like I said, I lost 70 pounds in a year and I was doing 5Ks. You know, I told myself I'd do at least 5K a month and I was actually doing 5Ks. I was doing half marathons. I was doing 15Ks and um, I ended up deciding I was going to do it was the first year they had the Portland and the Seattle rock and roll half marathons. And if you did them both, you got a special medal that, you know, it was like the Pacific Northwest medal. And I'm like, if you did both of them in a year and I'm like, well, I'm doing them both. So they were only two weeks apart. So I ended up doing Portland. And while I was doing the Portland run and it was, you know, relatively flat, I did that run. My knee started popping and I was like, you know, oh, it's not too bad. It's just a little bit of pain. I'll take, I'll let it rest between Seattle or, you know, between Portland and Seattle. So I let it rest. I didn't really do any running that two weeks between the races. But of course, two weeks isn't enough time for a knee injury to heal. And I went to do Seattle and about six miles in, my knee just like gave out. Just, you know, like popped so bad that I mean, I dropped. 
And oh, it was one of those things that, you know, my running partner looked right at me. She's like, are you done? And I'm like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And like a dipshit, I got up and continued to run. And I finished the next six miles with uh, my knee basically blown. And by the time we got done, you know, I looked at my wife and I'm like, I need to go to the car because if I sit down or stop moving, I, I'm never going to get back up. I'm like, my knee is toast. And yeah, it was a good year, year and a half before I could run again. And it was one of those things, if I would have been smart when it first popped, I would have been like, cool, I'm done. I'm out. You know, the metal isn't worth this. Um, I would have been fine. I probably would have been two months, maybe, you know, of rehab to fix that knee. But because I kept going and just did more and more damage with every step. Yeah, it was a good year, year and a half. And that's how I got back up to like 240 pounds because I wasn't, you know, I didn't listen to my body. When my body said, hey, you need to stop. You need to stop. You know, and that's, that is the hardest thing to learn. Yeah, sometimes it takes something big to happen for us to learn. And <laughs> I, I know for me, that's kind of what it took. And sounds like for you, that's what it took. Yeah. And uh, I, I know now if I were to do something like that again and not listen to my body and be out for another year, year and a half, you know, I'd, I'd probably be done. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd be able to bounce back from something like that. But then again, that's also my head be, trying to be my undefeated. So. Yeah, I, exactly. Know, I, I, I don't want something like that to happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm more inclined to listen to my body now. Yeah, that's my one thing. Says, take a few days off, then I'm going to take a few days off. I might just, if depending, you know, if it's my legs that are, are giving me some grief, I'll just work my arms. If it's my arms giving me some grief, I'll use the elliptical or, yeah. you know, whatever. Just, just you gotta do listen. something instead of, instead of sitting. Yeah, and I mean, that was one thing, too, is a lot of people, you know, talk about how, you know, and I've mentioned in the podcast before is uh, how I did Hawaii in a boot. And people are like, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like I mentioned the the podcast. I had doctor approval. I made sure before I did that, my doctor said it was okay. That, you know, was, I could walk, you know, the 13 miles or, you know, plus for doing, you know, the races in Hawaii. And, you know, that's one of the things that it's like, you know, I don't want anyone to think that my doctor's like, no, don't do this. And I went and did it. No, I made sure I had doctor approval because I knew, like we were just talking about, if I had done any more damage it would have been even worse i mean it would have taken longer to come back and i may have done damage where i couldn't come back so yeah because when i broke my foot i was really close to the joints and i almost had to have pins and make it so that my foot didn't move at all so and luckily i didn't have that and i didn't want to make do anything that might cause that to happen so yeah listen to the body listen to your doctors do what you're supposed to do <laughs> yes and use your recovery time and get enough sleep mm-hmm that's another cr crucial one. So that's one thing I always have an issue with sometimes with the travel, the traveling to races. Like, you know, Montana and stuff, usually Montana, I'm driving back pretty much. The last two years, I haven't. The first year, it was pretty much I finished the race and we went straight out to the car and started driving home. You know, and this year, this last year, I at least waited till the next morning. But yeah, because Montana's yeah, brutal. I, yeah, I think I did that for one Spartan race. Uh, up in Seattle, I'm in Portland, so it's not. It's, I mean, it's not Montana distance away, but it's still a good three yeah. and a half hour drive. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think I did the one of the supers one year where I drove up early one morning, ran the race, and then drove back later that day. Um, I did that once. Uh, that's enough. I don't think I ever want to do that again. That no. was <laughs> that was a terrible endurance event. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. I mean, and it just puts too much worry because now all of a sudden, you know, you've done this race, you're tired, and now you're getting in a car and driving for four or five hours. And it's like, yeah, that's probably not the best plan. But, you know, luckily, normally my wife's with me and she doesn't run. So, you know, she's a little more awake than I am, but still, it's not, it's still not a yeah. great idea. I've gotten smart to where I'll, I'll drive up the day before, get a hotel room so I can at least get a good night's sleep. I don't have to worry about waking up super early to drive out. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it just makes things so much nicer. Yeah, see, and I, I'm spoiled because, I mean, I, I even live in Seattle for the Seattle races because they're in Snohomish and I'm in Piala, but it's like a two-hour drive. I still get a hotel up there because I don't want to get up that early in the morning and drive up there. I'm like, I'm just going to go up Friday night and I'll stay up there. But a lot of times, too, is I volunteer at the race and I am usually have to be there at 5 in the morning. So, or not 5, 7, but if it was from here, I'd have to be up at 5. So, it's like, yeah, never mind. I'll just freaking go stay up there. <laughs> so, yeah. It's still Still supporting the local economy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So did you you have anything else you want to talk about? Or I mean, I know you've got, we talked a little bit about, you know, the, the Beast for a Cause, and you might have some virtual ones coming up. And, yeah. I mean, anything else? I mean. Yeah. Um, nothing specific. Uh, I know, I mean, uh, the virtual events are fun. Um, I know uh, Warrior State of Mind, they did uh, Ascend 110 which was a, a, a specific 9-11 event where you wore 45 pounds in a ruck and then went up 110 flights of stairs. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of a cool event because that's kind of a unique event. And I, I want to come up with something along those lines. I mean, definitely not the direct copy of that, but something that's not your traditional virtual yeah. event. Um, so I think that's going to be the hardest part is coming up with something unique like that. But uh, I don't want to... I kind of want to do something that's out of the box and not just, uh, well, virtual 5Ks are the, are the new hotness, so let's just do a bunch of those. Um, as I say that, I think, I'm, I, think I want to do four of them this year, but still, <laughs> there's, there's merits to them. Um, but yeah. I, I also want to do something that's more unique. Um, so who knows? Maybe, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. We'll have fun with it. All right. Um all right. I mean, if you don't have anything else, I think I, I think, I don't know if I, I don't think I have anything else. So, um, yeah, it's been great talking to you. I look forward to all the virtual 5Ks and everything else you've got coming up um, and the different, you know, plans. Hopefully, they'll have something fun with the 5Ks. Maybe you should do one where you have to stop every once in a while and do burpees or something. Just make it really annoying. But. <laughs> oh, you mean like every 1K? Oh, is that what those? I haven't even looked at those ones. Yeah, but do a 5K. Uh, well, you have to stop every. Oh, every K, yeah. A certain amount of burpees. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I don't know. That, that, that could be a part of it. Thanks for the idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, take it. Take it. Take it and run with it. I'm fine with that. So, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I really look forward to seeing where this goes and where it grows to. I mean, this team has been. It's amazing to see what this team has become. I mean, you know, I I started in 2015, right before the uh, Montana Beast, which was the stupidest idea I ever did, but <laughs> I love Montana. I, I go there. every year, but I, I started my Spartan journey at, in Montana at the, on the beast. So that was, yeah. The, yeah. That's what everyone says. Wow. They're like, wait, you started with that. I'm like, yeah, that was my first ever Spartan introduction to Spartan was the beast in Montana on the founders race in 2015. So yeah. Was I the think, ultra beast not available or something? <laughs> not yet. That was the first year of the beast day, but it was pretty much an ultra beast. I think it came out to, 
I've heard people say anywhere from 17 to 21 miles that beast was. It was brutal. It was insane. Wow. I, I literally remember telling my wife after I finished that I was never going to do that again. And I've been back three years now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will be my fourth. Yeah, this year will be my fourth. My fourth time doing Montana, I think. So yeah. So yeah. But I mean, it's it, it's fun. It, it's one. If you haven't done Montana, you've got to experience it at least once. So yeah. Yeah, and I can agree with that because I, I did it in, uh, I think it was 2016. I did it, and I uh, I saw the founders log that was there that was left by the either the previous year or the year prior to that one. I was like, "Oh, sweet! I'm doing a founders race. I've always wanted to do one." And I finished it, got the medal. Like this medal looks like it's any other beast medal. Yep. Oh, it's not a founders race, but it was still 16 miles long. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> Montana's brutal every year, but I mean it's I love it. I mean, every year I, I don't say that after, right after I finish, it takes me about a month before I say I love it, but you know, I, I love Montana. <laughs> it, it's kind of like yeah, my that, home race. Yeah. That Montana beast was probably the hardest one I've ever done. Um, not that I've done every one of them that's out there, but I've, I've gone to a beast in a couple different states and I can say that was, that's definitely one of the hardest ones I've ever done. But the, the one that took my breath away was the Monterey beast in 2014. Uh, just, just simply because of the views. I mean, you're looking off of the hills, off, out to the ocean. If, if you can get a chance to do that one, which I, I think now is, is air quotes only a super, but it, the yeah. views are amazing. I was going to say the one that the one that actually rivaled Montana for me and had the amazing views is Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. it's amazing views, but with hardness, it rivals Montana. It was right there. Oh, I mean, it was brutal. So, yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's a, a wrap. I think we should wrap on that. And it's been great talking to you. And I hope you to see. You, I hope to see you at a race soon. Oh, I'm sure you will. All right. Thanks, Brian. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast, brought to you by the Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Like us? Great. Join us at Facebook or BeastOCR.com. And thank you.